Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. Well, if you've never felt completely yourself, you know that you're not always at your best when that happens. And when you sometimes are not at your best, that's when the people that you care about the most and maybe uh, just want to impress the most see you at your worst. And when they make those determinations about you in the moment, they, they can really hurt and they can last. And especially if they take that moment and then just share it with someone else, it can really devastate you. It's a moment of vulnerability, uh, a moment in which you weren't maybe at your best self, and yet that moment has now been just shared with someone else, and you've lost your, your privacy, um, something that you so, so want to guard. You feel exposed, and when you experience that, you experience a level of pain that can sometimes just kind of linger with you, can stay with you. And it's not just because you're worried about how that person will continue to see you, but it's also about the way that you now see yourself. And sometimes the person that is the hardest on you is is you. And when we live with those moments, we can sometimes just always have a reason to to not feel good about ourselves and and our journey, uh, about the transition that we're in. the the direction that we're headed, the things that we've lived and the things that we're living. And we sometimes look to the future with a a bleakness, like we we don't have a a lot of hope and we don't think that things are going to be much different. If you've ever struggled with any of these things and you understand what it's like to, to be even in a spiritual journey with God where God doesn't always, um, seemingly answer your prayers. And, and I say seemingly because, because I know that because of Jesus, he hears your every prayer. Because of Jesus, every time you speak to God, God hears what you say because Jesus makes sure that it's heard. I, I say seemingly because every moment that you're going through that you think that God is absent from your life, it's impossible because Jesus is always present. He has made that promise. The problem isn't with any of that. The problem is believing it. You see, the thing about belief and faith is that when something is proven, you believe it. And until it's proven, it's hard to believe it. The thing about faith is is that I'm asked to believe it even when it hasn't happened yet. And so we sometimes use faith and belief interchangeably. We, We use one to replace the other, but they're two different things altogether. I believe because God has come through. He has proven himself to be true and alive and a fulfiller of his promises. 
But I also have faith in the areas of my life where this has yet to come to pass. And I believe that when you make this distinction, we now have a clarity in our understanding that my problem here isn't one of belief, it's one of faith. And when I'm in the transitions of my life, often I'm in a wilderness experience where I'm talking about a dryness. I'm talking about a lack. I'm talking about feeling like I'm on the verge of death. Where what I need to sustain myself and to propel myself forward feels like it's just not there and it's always missing and it may never come. And so when we're in the transitions of our life, we sometimes just feel bad about ourselves because we look at ourselves and we say, I don't, I don't believe. Well, it's because it hasn't come to pass yet, but is there something that has come to pass? Is there something that you can anchor yourself to? You see, the problem with the Israelites in their transition out of Egypt and into Canaan is that they kept forgetting what God had done. They had already seen things that should have anchored their belief, but it didn't seem to, to make a difference because when the next crisis took place, they, they were back to complaining. And they were back to being negative. I don't know if you're a person who tends to be more optimistic or pessimistic, a person who tends to be more hopeful, or someone who's devastated more by the circumstances of your life. And I know that sometimes it's a personality thing. Sometimes it's been an upbringing type of thing. Sometimes we've, we've had so much anxiety in our household. We don't know how to break free from that because it's just been constant in our minds and in our lives. And we've seen people around us always stressing that then we become like that. And, and then we come to faith, and then we, we carry these things into our relationship with God. And, and every time something happens, we, we, we tend to, to not act with faith. We, we tend to act out of fear. We tend to respond out of fear instead of responding with faith because our belief isn't strong enough and it isn't anchored in the things that God has already shown us. And you would say, well, that's not true. I, but I'm, I'm going to argue with you on that. I, it is true. Because with everyone in this room, God has performed a miracle already in your life. And that brought you to a place where you believe. And so whenever you're faced with a, a crisis and, and you're in a wilderness and a transition in your life, you have to say, God, in the same way that you were faithful in the lives of those that I never met that are in your scriptures, and in the same way that you were faithful in my life, in this instant, I will continue to put my faith in you because you will get me out of this desert. You will get me out of this wilderness. You will fill me with wonder and awe. I will stop fearing my weakness and I will start worshiping your strength. See, we need to make that kind 
of transition. So it's got to be our journey of transformation that happens because we're no longer just limiting ourselves to the strength of our faith, but we are anchoring it to our belief. And, and the people of Israel used to be able to say, and used to be able to pray, and to this day they continue to do it, and they say, in the same way that you were with our father Abraham, and you were with Jacob and Isaac, I know that you are with me. And so in Numbers, in chapter 11, there's a moment even in Moses' life where he's struggling with this. Like he, he doesn't know if he has the belief, let alone the faith to see God do what needs to be done. And so in Numbers 11 and in verse 23, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, has my arm lost power? Now, every time I get fearful and in my transitions, I'm facing a crisis and I look at my circumstances and they're much larger than my resources. Whenever I look at the circumstances of my life and I feel like they're overwhelming me instead of me having mastery over them, I remember this story where Moses himself went through a crisis of faith and, and, and then he questioned God and his ability in being able to provide for them in the desert. And God had to respond to Moses and say, has my arm lost its power? Now you will see whether or not my word comes true. And I think back to this moment and I say, God, in the same way that Moses questioned you, I question too in this moment. In the same way that he lost his footing and, he, and very much lost his faith, that you could come through. I'm in the same place. But in the same way that you proved Moses wrong, prove me wrong today. Show me how wrong I am. Because I want to believe today that your arm has not lost its power. That there is nowhere that you cannot reach. There is nothing that you cannot do. There is absolutely no one and nothing that you cannot overcome. You can provide in every season of my life, including this one. You see, that's where I take my faith and I turn it into belief. I transition it. And I make sure that in the transition of my life, I reframe what's going on. I don't let that control me. I let it bring confidence to me. You see, God doesn't want us to be controlled by things. He wants us to gain confidence from them. And the only way that you can gain confidence is in the wilderness. It's in the transitions. It's going from one place to the next, from where you are to where you need to go. It is the only way that he can build you up and help you to remind yourself of what you have belief in, but also in how your faith can be strengthened. And so sometimes in the transitions of our life, it just feels like we're just wandering. And I've been lost before. I, I probably get lost at least once a day. Anybody else? I mean, just me. 
it, it happens. I think a lot of us got lost going up to the, to the men's retreat. And, uh, you know, we were supposed to end up at a, uh, at, a, at, a, at a guy's house. And we ended up at a cemetery. Uh, <laughs> we went to experience life. And we were faced with uh, imminent death instead. Uh, it was just a weird thing. We weren't that far, you know, from where we were going to experience life. But the cemetery was actually right next to this guy's house. And so when you ended up at the cemetery, you knew you were in the wrong place. And so you felt like maybe, who knows, everything else was wrong too. And it just reminded me how, how close you could be to life when you're living an experience of death. And they were side by side. I mean, literally divided by just some, some hedges and some trees and a property line that wasn't really visible from the road. But, but here were tombstones declaring death, and, and, and right next to it, there was a campfire that was declaring life and food and sustenance and everything else that we would need. And I think about how that we're often wandering. And God is saying, I don't want this transition in your life to be wasted. And we waste the transitions. We waste them all the time because we just want to get out of the transitions. I don't know about you. I don't want to waste time in between. I just want to get to where I need to get to. I want God to just do it. I want to experience the promise. I don't want to go through the pain. Why do I have to go through the pain to experience the promise? I'll tell you why. Because my belief isn't anchored and because my faith is still not strong enough. And the only way that God is going to help me in those two areas of my life is in the transitions. So I cannot curse the transition. I need to see that the transition is part of my life. And, and every time we curse the transition, we are wasting our wandering. And God is saying transitions are meant instead to be opportunities for you to welcome worshiping. I don't know about you, but in the moments in which I'm lost, those are the moments where I'm the most frustrated. When I'm lost and I can't find my way and I've just missed my turn on a GPS or, or I feel like the GPS has let me down, how many of you have been let down by your GPS? I've been let down more times by my GPS than, than I feel like I've, God has let me down. That's the truth. And, and, and so when I miss a turn and I find myself wandering, I don't know about you, but my automatic response is not to just start worshiping. I'm not going to tell you what actually happens, because that's way too vulnerable uh, and private, and you guys are... Maybe coming in a little judgy today, so I, I can't trust you with that. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes, like, I don't have my best moments when I'm wandering. And, and maybe you don't either. Maybe the truth is that when you're wandering, that's when you're the most frustrated or the most angry. That's when you are the most likely, instead of spewing blessings, you're spewing curses. In those moments, instead of worshiping, you are someone who is most likely spewing wickedness. And so I bring this up because 
the transition that needs to happen in my life is this. Lord, when I find myself in the wilderness and I'm wandering, would you make me a worshiper? In spirit and in truth. Because you know, the devil comes in the wilderness. We saw it with Jesus. And that's when you're going to be your most vulnerable. And, 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 and Satan is going to come and he's going to try to tempt you and give you a way out of the wilderness and give you a way to transition. And I want you to just tell you that when we are in our wilderness, that is when we are going to get the worst advice. That's when the worst options of getting out of the wilderness are going to come. When we are in the wilderness, that is exactly where, because of our wandering and our weakness, Satan is going to come and he's going to present a plan that's going to make things worse. And you need to be aware of that. And that is why when we see Jesus responding in the wilderness, he was responding with worship. He worshiped the word. He worshiped the faithfulness of his father. He worshiped his plan and his promise. And he was convinced that there was nothing that Satan could offer him that was better than what God had already declared over him. You see, in the moments in which I am wandering. I have to be aware of my weakness. But Jesus is present when we worship. And if he had victory over Satan in that moment, it's because he wants to give us that same victory in our own wilderness. You believe that for yourself? I guess nobody believes it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm okay with being a quiet person too. Really, I am. If I was sitting there, I probably wouldn't be saying much. I'd be like, yeah, that was good. I'm hoping you're doing that. But it would be cool, just, you know, just for everybody else, not for me, if you'd be more responsive. Can you be just a little bit more responsive? Okay. Come on. It's just going to be more fun. And you're not going to be so heavy, because this, this message is heavy. You feeling the heaviness of it a little bit? I am. So transitions are meant to move us. And, and, and here's the thing, when I'm in a transition, and I don't think of it this way, but this is how I have to see it. This is how God is teaching me to understand it. And I want you to catch this too. Transitions are meant to move us through the wilderness. And if we understand that this is what is meant by it, then we're going to be able to, to believe in God so much more and trust him for what comes next. So every time I'm in a transition, I'm going to say, God, I know what this is. This is a wilderness. I'm in a moment in which you're not trying to keep me here. You're trying to build me up here. This is not a moment to destroy me, but this is meant to destroy the limitations that are in me. 
You're here to build up my life, not to tear it down. You're here to show me so much more why I can believe in you. So much more why I can put my faith in you. In this transition of my life, you are not here to destroy me. You are here to destroy death in me. And by belief that you cannot do what you have promised. Wow, you know, God, God sees your physical needs. He sees your emotional ones. He's aware of our spiritual limitations. He knows what we need materially. He knows what's happening in our lives relationally. And you have to understand that God wants to meet all of this together for us in every way. I want to read a passage to you that proves that God sees what we are going through. In Exodus chapter 3, verses 6 and 7, it says, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And so what God does is that he identifies who he is and the faithfulness that we can trust. That's where our faith is built on. It is built on God's faithfulness for generations. And then he says, when Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. And when God reveals himself, you know, often in our wilderness experience, we just don't feel worthy and we're covering up our faces. We're, we're trying to hide from the presence of God. And God is saying, why are you hiding from me in the wilderness when what I'm trying to do is reveal myself to you? See, God didn't tell Moses to cover his face. Moses just did that automatically. And what I feel happens sometimes to us is that we are covering our face when God is revealing his faithfulness. And then the next thing that happens is that the Lord tells him, I have seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. And then he says, I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. And so there's three things that God says in this passage that you need to just anchor yourselves to. And the first one is, I have seen it. The second is, I have heard it. And the third is, I am concerned about it. And every time you are in your wilderness experience and you are dealing with your self-doubt and then you are dealing with your lack of, of faith in the moment, I want you to remember this. Because what God does is that he shows up in Moses' life and he tells him, you may think that I haven't seen it, you may think that I haven't heard it, and you may even think that I'm not concerned about it, but I want you to know that that has always been a lie. I've seen it, I've heard it, and I'm concerned about it. Listen, I don't know about you, I don't know what your heart needs today, but I want you to hear this from God. I see what is in you. I have heard what you are going through. And I am concerned about you. Every day when I wake up, I see God. You see me. You hear me. And I know you're concerned about me. 
And I will not let this transition and this wilderness experience keep me from worshiping you. You need to do that for yourself. You need to believe what God is saying. And you know what? It isn't just Moses' interaction, but I want you to know the one who replaced Moses, Jesus. And Jesus comes in in Matthew chapter 6 and in verse 30. And this is what he declares. And he declares it so that people will understand. Sometimes it feels like God cares about other things more than you. So then Jesus says, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and that are thrown into the fire tomorrow, then he will certainly care for you. And then he says, why do you have so little faith? Why do you have so little faith? He goes, put your faith in this. I care and I am concerned about you. I'm not just caring for those things around you. I care about you. And then we can just move beyond the moment of pain in our life. Because the moment of pain in our life, whatever it is that we are facing and living and going through, it is essential right now for it to bring us closer to the heart of God. And the reason we want it to bring us to the heart of God is so that we can then just be stronger for what comes next, be better, so that we stop wandering in the wilderness, but instead experience the wonder of worshiping in the wilderness instead as it leads us to the miracles that he has promised us. How many of you want to get out of this transition that you're in? How many of you want to get out of this wilderness? How many of you are ready for the next step? How many of you are ready for the next thing that God has in store for you? I, I always thought, you know, the problem was that God, you know, was just still working things together. You know, like, you know, he had to, he had to, he had to convince that person. He had to do a work in a way that I just felt, you know, things needed to come together for my good. But then I started to realize that the main reason why I'm wondering is because of me. It isn't the work that God has to do in other people. It isn't the work that he needs to do in the city. It isn't the work that he needs to do on the planet. It's the work that he needs to do in me. See, the story of the wilderness isn't about seeing the problem outside of our own heart. See, Moses gets called out for believing that the arm of God was too short. I don't know about you, where it is in your life that you believe that the arm of God is too short to work for you, but I believe today that that is the reason number one why we are still wandering in the wilderness. I would like to blame other people. I love it. I'm good at it. I don't know about you. Over my lifetime, I have become an expert of pointing out all the things that are wrong outside of me. Oh, it's, it's just me, right? <laughs> but when the arm of God is short, God is saying, Moses, the problem isn't Pharaoh. I'll take care of him. And it's up to hundreds of years of slavery in Egypt. I'll take care of that. It isn't even a distance between Egypt and Canaan. 
I can lead you through that. It isn't even a lack of water or food or a problem with any of that. I don't care about the ocean. I don't care about anyone who's behind you, chasing you. I don't care what they have in terms of weaponry, horses, chariots, and the ability to wipe you out. None of that matters. What I care about is do you believe that my arm is too short? Because if you believe that my arm is too short, here's what's going to happen. Three days is going to turn into 40 years. And you seeing the promise, that's all you're going to be able to do. But I want you to experience the promise. I want you to experience the journey of transformation. So, hey, I don't know about you, but today's a day in which we say, Lord, I want to get out of this transition. Yes, absolutely. But I'm not going to be the one who spends more time in it than I need to. So I'm going to turn to you with belief. And I'm going to ask you, work in my life so my faith can grow, so I can get out of this desert and experience your promise instead. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.